Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. So with us right now, we've got Dwayne Alexander. Dwayne, you are the co-founder of Alexander PR. Uh, Alexander PR in New Zealand, you're you're one of the big dogs. <laughs> and you've done <laughs> well, not- amazing things, not just, of course, in, in New Zealand, but uh, globally. Uh, you're a very, very respected uh, name in the, in the world of public relations. I, I, listen, it, it is, it's really an honor to, to, to have you on. Um, so if people can't tell, I'm fanboying a little bit. <laughs> Dwayne, you, Dwayne and his crew do amazing work. Uh, and I'll just I'll just put this out as well. It's you can find Dwayne and and uh, and, and his team at alexanderpr.co.nz. So Dwayne, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Josh. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. It's a long, long flight between New Zealand and the US. <laughs> it's much shorter <laughs> with the internet, right? Yeah, that, uh, that helps things a bit. <laughs> so, uh, so just again, maybe just kind of give an overview of what Alexander PR does. Yeah, we're a full service reputation agency. Actually, half of our business is issues and crisis and the more complicated legal stuff, helping companies and CEOs from across the world and in New Zealand and Australia protect their reputation when things um, come knocking at the door that they don't really want. Um, And it's interesting because we're a small team uh, in global standards, but a very talented team that's been together for probably 10, 12 years. And many of our our customers have been with us for 10 or 12 years as well. So it was especially sweet when we've been given invitations across the world um, to go and receive awards in Singapore and in London and in LA and in Washington, D.C., all in the last three or four months, which has been a a true... um, it's sort of a blessing, you know, in some respects. Uh, we're very grateful for it. Um, what we have realized during that process is many CEOs, if they want to be successful, have to become passionate about the social good. Um, and in fact, the social license to operate has become critical for companies across the world, not just because of Gen Z or because of Gen Y, um, but because actually it's a, it's a real reason to differentiate your business across the world, not mm-hmm. just with media, not just with governments, but actually with consumers, your consumers. So specifically, are we talking about being engaged in social good campaigns or are we talking about being mission and purpose focused? I think it's the latter. Um, unless you have it ingrained in everything you do from your management planning sessions through to how you hire your staff, um, it's, it can be seen as window dressing, you know? And in fact, yeah. <laughs> the word campaign to me is sort of a misnomer because a campaign indicates that it's a short uh, sort of maybe something you do on an annual mm-hmm. basis. Whereas if something is ingrained in your culture, you are going to make a difference. I mean, New, Ze- New Zealand, for example, the government is starting to look at procurement and wellness. 
uh, and well-being and whether companies can fulfill um, certain criteria and help the economy, the culture and society. And if your company um, does good, then perhaps going forward, it may be on the procurement lists more than somebody else. So that, that yeah. is something that I believe will resonate around the world. We can't rely on governments to create positive change alone anymore, nor can you the church or communities. It's the smart companies around the world which are saying, well, let's live, eat, and breathe something and make a difference. So you mentioned something about, you know, being mission purpose uh, focused, uh, but then you talked about winning a government contract. And I think a lot of people might have the idea that that stuff doesn't matter, but that, that government contracts and bids are given completely objectively based on price and ability to do the job. And that's all that matters. I think governments will change, and you can see it around the world. The rule, the rule book has been thrown out, really. It's very hard to predict how people will react. Uh, and, you know, leadership is about uh, persona, personalities, and actually the people that get the attention of these personalities, be they community groups, companies from around the world, are the ones that are going to actually change the agenda. Um, you know, you can look at Congress, you can look at governments around the world, but actually it can be a single idea from a group of teenagers which goes across the world in seconds, if not minutes or hours, and can change legislation. You know, from our little corner of New Zealand, uh, one of our clients, Andrew Barnes, did the four-day week initiative where he said people should really be working less, uh, should be remaining productive in the four days and paid for five um, and we've seen that resonate around the world. In fact, Russia is looking at it uh, in their legislation. Uh, in the UK, the Labour um, Party is also looking at it seriously as well. Wow. Funny enough, when I was in America in DC uh, last week, I got a lot of wry smiles looking at me saying, well, you know, we love our work here in the US. <laughs> and, you know, um, however, when I stood up and did my, my acceptance speech, and many of the U.S. citizens around the, the room realized that actually it's good for family, it's good for the planet, it's mm. good for mental health. They seem to change their tune a little bit uh, as well. So we love work. We all, you know, anybody, Josh, you live, eat and breathe your business and many of your uh -huh. listeners do as well. Um, but it's about creating a positive loop as well and not just doing work for work's sake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, obviously, so that's something that, that you've been involved in, um, uh, but that's, it, it is interesting, you know, so I'll just, you know, ask you this question is why focus on that and, and why is that good for business? Help me connect the dots there. Well, in terms of this specific initiative, the four day week initiative is all about productivity. Um, you know, Andrew read an article in The Economist, for example, that said, on average, if you've got 50 staff, uh, you know, 60 to 70% of their time is spent on Facebook and, uh, and yeah. Instagram and phoning the, the plumber and, you know, doing a whole lot of things. And that's, you know, that's life, okay? Uh, essentially, what we really need to do is ensure that there's not a presenteeism uh, in the building and that the culture is all about productivity, uh, and that essentially uh, you're focusing on the right things. 
And that's what that campaign is about. But it's not just about that campaign. I mean, we've got clients, Sudesh, Jinjawala, um, who essentially for 10 years has spoken about accessibility and sustainability. Yeah. Um, and, you know, him and his family have been picking up rubbish around Lake Rotorua for many years before it became popular and popularist. You know, he's recently got rid of all the plastic, you know, uh, plastic straws in his business. And it's about actually focusing on little, little things that amount to a lot for the community around you um, and not waiting around for the government to create legislation or the church to come in and, and feed the poor people. You know, it's about finding something that you're passionate about and going out right. there and creating a meaningful difference. Uh, one of the winners um, was a wastewater beer. Um, I think it was Carls, Carlsberg, Sweden. Can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, it's selling well. It was number seven in the world. Our initiative was number eight in the world out of 70 countries uh, wow. and 5,500 entries. So, you know, the analysis that, that we've done, you know, on the long playing back is um, it's not enough to live, eat and breathe and have purpose but it's also about being able to communicate it as well. And this is almost 40% yeah. of the job because unfortunately you do have a lot of right. excellent CEOs uh, and founders who will hide their light under a bushel and they'll just continue to do what That's they right. do. And they don't actually realize that actually if they extend it uh, and, and, sh and told the world a little bit about it, they could actually do even more good, you know. Uh, but That's sometimes, true. That's true. sometimes they're a little bit sharp. Yeah, yeah. And and explain a little bit more about that because, you know, we run into this issue with people that, um, you know, uh, they feel like they're just going to be bragging and boasting and they're going to feel like it's it's inauthentic to say, oh, yeah. look at us. Look at the good things that we're doing. Uh, go into that a little bit more, would you? It's a very real problem. And especially in New Zealand um, where, you know, people don't like to talk about uh, success in, in many respects. Uh, and it's a constant challenge that we have with very successful CEOs who really just, you know, don't do it for the limelight. Um, and we have to find very valid reasons to get them on in front of a camera or in, a mic you know, in front of a microphone uh, to talk about what they do. But generally the way we do it is because if they do go down the road of uh, talking about what they do in a more profound way, it actually can amplify the good that they do. So many ultimately will cross the line and start to do a little bit more public awareness about what they do if they really truly believe that it's going to help more people, more uh, communities. Um, you know, and, and what we tend to say is, you know, take it one step at a time. You know? First, mm -hmm. there is a, a journey uh, that every CEO has. Tell your own personal story because it's going to attract other funding. It's going to attract other uh, supporters across your market and in, in the world, people who are equally interested in what you're doing as well, and you'll be able to change the world much faster and amplify what you're doing. Now, in your work, where you're doing a lot of work with uh, crisis communication, reputation management, uh, I bet you would hope that many of your prospective clients would be doing this work ahead of time uh, because it can help a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, human nature is such that we all believe that it'll never happen to us, you know. So 
um, many CEOs, they, they would either go through the classical, do a few uh, hours of media training, develop a booklet, put it in the little library, and then put it away and not think about it for you know, a number of years. Unfortunately, that just doesn't cut it, uh, and it shouldn't cut it for boards either. Um, you actually need a regular, almost a, a fire drill type thing in terms of practicing. You know, we've just had a major catastrophe in the middle of Auckland and New Zealand where the Sky City um, Convention Center, which has been built, burst into mm. flames, you know, and it was only halfway built. And it, it crippled the city for days and days. Um, and you could argue that perhaps the right crisis and issues protocols weren't in place because it was sort of hours and hours before people knew what was happening, you know. But, but coming back to, you know, understanding what to do in a crisis you need to have gone through the thinking before you're actually in the crisis in order to succeed. Uh, so you need an idea of who the stakeholders you will need to reach out at seven o'clock on a, on a Friday evening when everybody's doing other things. How will you mm -hmm. reach them? You know, is it via text? Is it via telephone, by email? You know, are you going to send messages out? You know, there's a whole lot of pre-work that needs to be done in an issue in crisis. And also, uh, the successfully managed crises will take sometimes three or four years to turn around and put something back into the into the community, you know, where the the ill has happened. So yeah. it's a long slog. You you may turn around the initial crisis, but then there's the reputational damage, and then there's also the reparations that needs to happen to make sure that the, you know the things that have gone wrong are are bettered or improved. And, and so, uh, Dwayne, in terms of one thing that I've heard as well is generationally, and I think that, so I think both, you're, you're seeing both cultural moves toward an expectation that there's more to a company than it, just its products and services, that there's a soul to that company. And so I think culturally, we're seeing this more and more, but mm. also from the data I've seen, generationally, there's an expectation in terms of, you know, companies that have a, you know, the values and purpose and, um, you know, the involvement in making the world better. You know, folks in their 20s, I don't want to say just millennials, but, I, you know, I think that, you know, just the, you know, anyone in that age and below it's just the way that, you know, it, it, look, if I got the option between two different companies and one's just selling me a product and the other one's selling me a product and it might be a dollar or two more, but I get to be a part of something, I, I, I think we're seeing a lot of trends toward that second option. And I'm sure that's what you've seen as well. Absolutely. All the research points to Generation Z, you know, driving that. Yeah. You know, they're very idealistic uh, and rightly so. Uh, they're very ambitious for the planet and for their parents <laughs> and their grandparents. Um, but essentially, you know, they look for social proof and mm. companies that create the social proof in an authentic way are the ones that are winning. They're winning the awards. They're winning on the profit, uh, the P&L uh, as well. And in order to build social proof, it's about going out and, and asking your customers to tell you their stories. And it's the stories of the customers that are engaging 
your other customers and helping to change behaviors. So ultimately, it's not the flashy 80s-style ad agency ad that's going to cut it anymore. It's the right. user-generated uh, social media content that's been developed um, and, yes, researched as well because it's not enough to pay lip service and say that you're doing good. People in this, uh, you know, even Generation Z likes to see proof. Um, yeah. And that social proof should come in the, in the form of have you done the research that shows that you're doing positive things in your market as well. So it's not enough to create stories. The stories right. have to be foundation, you know, have a foundation in, in science and maths. Yeah, terrific. Well, great. Um, so, uh, Dwayne, anything else that that folks? Uh, I mean, you, you've you've done a lot of traveling around the world uh, in. Uh, and, and you've been heralded for your work uh, in in this space. Uh, any other things on the horizons that that all business owners and uh, brand owners and personalities should take into consideration about where economies are going, where consumers are going, uh, and where business is headed? I think you know the big thing for us is talent. You know, we couldn't do what we do if we didn't have a very tight team who'd been with us for a long time and understood uh, the vision and the values of what we're doing. The issue that businesses face around the world is there actually are a lot of opportunities around and retaining top talent is going to be the big, big challenge of the next millennium because there's so many options. And I think from a cultural perspective, we need flexible working uh, we need an ability for people to do uh, good things in their lives and have a work, uh, you know, enjoy their work and also have balance with the family as well. Um, and whether you're American uh, from the UK or Russia, uh, the future of work has to involve, uh, you have to be developing it in conjunction with your team as opposed to just top down. And I think that's the biggest single thing. Uh, artificial intelligence is around the corner. However, it's human beings ultimately that will define where we go in the next 10 years, not artificial intelligence. Terrific. All right, Dwayne Alexander, you are the co-founder of Alexander PR, found on the web at alexanderpr.co.nz. Thank you so much. Very, very Thank insightful. You. Uh, you know, again, business owners that are intentional, intending on being in business for quite some time, please pay very close attention. Maybe re-listen to this episode again uh, to make sure that you get this message uh, and that you, know, you, you, you lead with your why, you communicate your why, do, do good in the world and communicate that good. Uh, Dwayne, these are all amazing, uh, very, very powerful lessons I think that, uh, that business owners can take. So I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Josh. Our pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform 
and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.